when Rinpoche went out and he did all his things to help the Ojibwe or help the Anishinaabe, right? I can turn into an artist, you guys can turn into musicians, you can turn into radio people, Arnie Pineo can turn into a, a doctor. You know, we, we all turn into little pieces of Winnemuji to help the Anishinaabe. Anin, welcome to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. I'm your host, Cole Primo. And I'm your other host, Leah Lem. Native Lights is a really great opportunity for us to speak with Native people from around Indian country in Minnesota, those related to Minnesota, uh, from tribal nations in Minnesota, uh, to talk about their gifts, finding their purpose, and how they share it with the community. So it's always a good time. Very much so. I can't wait to um, to talk with our guest today. I guess we'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, how are you doing, sis? What's going on? You know what? I'm great. I just have to say I love being able to talk to knowledgeable Native folks celebrating culture that uh, who know that we've been here since time immemorial, uh, celebrating what? a deep history that has existed since before anybody else came here. Um, <laughs> if you can't get it, why I'm so happy to have these conversations, uh, especially related to recent uh, occurrences in the news. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to um, start out with that note of appreciation. <laughs> Definitely something here before, you know, settlers came. <laughs> despite what some people may think. And that uh, Native culture um, is definitely thriving and alive today and a rich part of American culture. Or uh, American culture has benefited greatly from Native folks. Just got to say that. I don't know why I feel compelled to talk about that. It's just something recently just makes me move to say, like somebody named like, Rick, some Rick guy. Sand, sand. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, with yeah. some media organization. Uh, yeah. So I'm really proud uh, to be a part of an organization, part of a show here, conversations that really celebrate uh, the richness of Indigenous life. So hoa. <laughs> and if anybody wants to read a great. I don't know if you saw this, Cole, but a great article uh, in response to some unfortunate comments. There is one here that's NCAI, the National Congress on American Indian. President Fawn Sharp, quote, Rick Santorum mm-hmm. is an unhinged and embarrassing racist who disgraces CNN. That's the name. That's the title of the uh, piece there on nativenewsonline.net. So a uh, little more information in that article. Great headline. Today's guest. Yes. Cole, you asked him. I didn't even know you were going to ask him. Yeah, no, he he came through in a pinch. So I'm glad, you know, throughout our shows here, he's he's been brought up every now and then. So uh, I thought it would be great to, you know, finally get him on the show. And today we are talking to Steve Primo, who is our uncle. Yes. 
Uncle Steve. I know, it's <laughs> uncle. uncle. <laughs> I was thinking how odd it would be to say Steve. <laughs> Without the uncle in front of it, can't do it. That's why. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so how they saying uncle. Yeah. So Uncle Steve Primo, uh, he's he's had, like I said, numerous mentions on the show. We've also spoken with uh, Ojibwe historian and author Brenda Child, who he is married to, so Auntie Brenda. Also, a lot of the time, he's uh, one of the first people uh, to be brought up when I reach out to <laughs> Native folks uh, around the state to talk to. He's like, <laughs> they're usually like, are you Steve's kid? Are you related? You know, close, but not quite. Yes, he's our dad's younger brother. Yes. Steve Primo is a well-known Anishinaabe artist and Mille Lacs Band of Ojibwe member. In addition to being an amazing painter, uh, Uncle Steve also dabbles in photography, fabric design, graphic design. Uh, if you've visited the Mille Lacs Band Government Center, Grand Casinos of Hinckley or Mille Lacs, you've probably seen his paintings and murals. He's also worked on Ojibwe language projects, comic books, powwow posters, and a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> Buju, uh, Uncle Steve, uh, could you start by introducing yourself and uh, where you're joining us from? Hi, Steve Primo. Um, coming to you from uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, we're down down here enjoying the nice weather today and uh, be back up in Mille soon enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, we're, we're just hanging out. Yeah, I was curious, like, yeah, how you, uh, how you and uh, your family are doing during the pandemic. How's Brenda doing? Oh, we're we're doing great. We uh, we're hunkered down. We have uh, St. Paul. Uh, we usually t- we at the beginning of the uh, pandemic we we bugged out up to Bemidji. Got a mm-hmm. little cabin up there that we uh, dodged everything from. So mm-hmm. that was that was uh, that's pretty cool. It's fun to be up there. We might be going back soon enough. But uh, then again, we have Onamia, but that's a little close to the casino. So um, we don't want to get tempted, or I don't want to get tempted by a nice buffet lunch. So <laughs> Bryce and I went up to uh, the Hinkley Grand Casino and uh, got vaccinated. Both times we went to the buffet with Dad. So <laughs> Oh, well, good. good. Had to get hit him. up the <laughs> go, go dust them off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Awesome. So, Uncle Steve, what are you doing these days? Are you making art? I am. I am making art. I am. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to say it or not, but we're we started the Ojibwe uh, language uh, books last year, year before, <clears throat> and uh, we're just continuing that with uh, uh, Rosetta Stone, and right. uh, yeah. they're they're putting together some. Uh, Illustrated stories and uh, Obazan or uh, uh, somebody's doing the uh, story in Ojibwe. And of course, uh, uh, some of the uh, Rosetta Stone stuff is uh, pretty ad- advanced and it's pretty cool to, to work on it with them. We're having weekly checks and I'm doing my illustrations, and, which, which is pretty cool. I'm working on that and I'm working on the Powell posters for uh, August. For Malax Powell coming up, we're mm-hmm. we're going right. slowly and, and the return and uh, trying to return to the outside uh, oh arena. I haven't heard anything on Hinkley though, so I'm not sure mm-hmm. if that's going going on. But uh, it would be good to get back to Malax. Uh, 
Yeah, for sure. Um, back to the Rosetta Stone, what is your part in that? So clearly doing some artwork, but yeah. how does that fit into that project? I'm illustrating the story, and uh, um, their technical team is putting it to video. Mm. Um, so I just provide the illustration, and you know that's that's my fun part. I, I don't know the technical aspects <laughs> of uh, putting it to video. I, I wish I did. Yeah, they're revising the script as we go along. Uh, the uh, one thing that came up was uh, their their technical aspects of of the Ojibwe story. Um, when when they're telling uh, Winnebuja stories, uh, we would just take into account that a, a duck that has red eyes has red eyes, and they would just say a duck or, or the kind of duck it was, you know. Mm-hmm. But the uh, those are stone people want technical aspects. Is it the Western grebe? Is it the the hell diver? Is it the uh, wood duck? Which one of the specific birds is in the story and has the red eyes? Well, they all have red eyes, but you know we we want to use the specific bird <laughs> that it's yeah. in the story, which is which is funny. So when Ibushu turns the Western Greaves eyes red, so it's kind of technical. <laughs> so, but it's fun. So it's not really like changing anything, though. It's just no. being more specific. Yeah, yeah, because because it's in video, we didn't have comic books or picture books to go along with the Azukan uh, and the, the, the stories that they were telling. They they would just you know act them out. And, and tell the stories. You know, I mean, we just sat around listening to them and, you know, by uh, by a kerosene lamp. And, you know, and <laughs> there was no uh, there was no Netflix going along with it. So, um, yeah, it's it, it's uh, it's kind of a technical process now, but you know, we can deal with that. It's fun. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today, we're hearing from Steve Primo, an Anishinaabe artist, graphic designer, and Mille Lacs Band member who is also our uncle. So, Uncle Steve, we're going we're gonna to rewind time a little bit. Can you talk a little bit about how you caught the artistry bug? How'd you, how'd you get started? Um, as far as I can remember, uh, the first first bug that I had was um, I had to relearn to walk. I injured my ankle. I think your dad hurt my ankle, but that's another story. We were in the cities. We, we, we lived uh, uh, 18th and Elliott, I believe. And uh, we, we, your grandma took me to a general hospital. I, I was getting gangrene in my ankle from a sprain. They said, well, we can't do anything about it. Uh, you're going to have to go to Gillette Hospital, and they got a room ready for you, and we'll have to amputate your uh, leg. And uh, my mom, your grandma, said, "Well, okay." But as soon as we got out of the, out of the hospital, shortening the story here, but we went up to Malax. We went to uh, Jim Hanks, who was a uh, medicine man on on, on Malax, and uh, he healed my ankle, as it were. And like I said, I had to relearn to walk. We lived in a little uh, cabin up there. It was a lakeshore cabin area. 
and we all lived in a, a one room cabin where uh, uh, was in bed most of the time, you know, healing up from the infection and learning to walk. And uh, mom brought me uh, coloring books and paint by number sets. And your dad brought me a coloring book that I was in bed with in coloring, you know. And that got me into basically drawing. And, and from then, I just started drawing on everything, you know, garbage bags, paper bags, and, you know, napkins, and uh, went through the first years of, uh, of school, just drawing on all the papers they're giving me, you know, and not doing my homework, just drawing on, uh, <laughs> on the papers where I was supposed to do my homework. Um, in high school, people would come and have me draw pictures for them, you know, and I'd they'd give me some little lunch money. This one I remember in biology, this, this girl, I can't remember her name, but we're, we're supposed to pick our fingers and look at the hemoglobin or the blood under the microscope, which you can't do nowadays. I mean, I can't prick your finger in school. <laughs> yeah, but that was fun. Uh, and other people called me over and I could draw their pictures for them too. So my art teacher in seventh, eighth grade, something like that, was uh, Mr. Bresney. And he let me draw whatever I wanted to draw. And I went to South High School after year. And Mr. Silver, I believe it was, my art teacher there, 16, put me in a class at the University of Minnesota for uh, advanced artists. A friend of mine, Donnie Appleby, who was from Red Lake. We, we both went there. I just started hanging around the university and, and, and doing my art. So that was that was fun. But the first, first time I realized a person could be could become an artist, basically, was when your dad was in, at MCAT. And I thought, man, they let this crazy guy do, do artwork for a living. I, I, I could probably do that too. So he, he kind of um, inspired me to take it more seriously and go into drawing. And so that was my, uh, that was my kind of wove my way into doing artwork. Nice. Nice. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't know he inspired you like that. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. ways. Yeah, sometimes he has his, he has his goodness every once in a while. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> Steve, do you remember uh, your, your like first drawing that you were like super pumped about or that, you know, was like super complex or just, do you remember any of those earlier drawings that you just you were just proud about? <laughs> um, there is this, one drawing I did, um, I think I was 18. It was a bunch of faces. I looked at a bunch of books and saw a bunch of faces of, uh, of Indians. I went to, through Oliver Lafarge, uh, History of Indians. Uh, I particularly do like to do portraits. Mm. And uh, so I drew a bunch of portraits on a, uh, a large, well, it was uh, 18 by, by 24 piece of uh, illustration board and uh, I just kept drawing faces you know put them close together and uh, in in one of the in the lower left hand corner no all the natives on the paper didn't have glasses so I drew myself in in the picture but 
I wasn't wearing glasses because nobody else was wearing glasses. So. But that um, that got a lot of interest from uh, professors at the University of Minnesota, my art teacher at South High. I, I particularly liked that one. That was uh, nice. That showed a lot. Well, I call it United We Stand. That's when I was about 18, something like that. And I, still, I still have that one somewhere in a garage. Somewhere. Hmm. The piece with the person's profile, and there's like I think like a bear claw next to it, and then yeah, he's holding a drum. I call it uh, remembering the old songs. Oh, got um, you. I whenever I see that, I am like, this person is a family member because <laughs> I recognize this face. <laughs> well, it looks, and I look at it, and I'm like, that looks like I'm 100 percent sure in like you know. 40 years that is or 35 years that that's going to be my profile <laughs> basically <laughs> it's look like that perfect yeah that I, I had fun with that one that I I changed I kind of changed my uh, palette on that one I did uh I did that one in in the gallery when I owned the the uh Primo Artworks gallery at the casino Hinkley mm. and uh I was painting in, in the gallery just to draw on people that had come in and sit and watch me paint, you know, which thinking back, I don't know if, if I'm painting, no one was watching the gallery, so I don't know how much people stole out of the gallery while I was painting. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. So is there, um, I know this is a big question, but is there a philosophy you live by uh, with your art? Um, my... Philosophy of well, a- actually, it's, I don't know if it's a broader answer or not. But I'm being an artist. Okay, I I do my artwork and I present myself as a Malax band member. That's what I'm known as, and that's what people say. Well, that Malax artist, Steve Primo, mm-hmm. and which is something I put out there uh, because I like helping the band. Okay, that's basically my purpose in helping uh, natives. I'm going back to uh, Rosetta Stone and Winnebusha stories. Um, Winnebusha went out and he did all his things to help the Ojibwe or help the Anishinaabe. Um, and whatever things he did, whatever trouble he got into, whatever things he turned into, he, he could shape shift or turn himself into other things. Whatever he did helped the Anishinaabe, right? I can turn into an artist. You guys can turn into musicians. You can turn into radio people. Uh, Arnie Vineo can turn into a, a, a doctor. You know, we, we all turn into little pieces of Wainamuji that we turn into to help the Anishinaabe. That's basically my friend. And what I try to do is do my best work because we're all given gifts and we got to use those gifts to return all that giftage to the Ojibwe, to, to the Anishinaabe or to, to the Malak's band. And that's kind of my philosophy on, on uh, what I've learned and what I've become and what I do. And uh, so I don't know if that answers the question or not. But. No, that, that definitely does because, I mean... Uh, I remember one of the first instances of me seeing your work, your paintings, uh, was 
uh, the comic book covers made in the 90s, you know, a hero's voice, dreams of looking up when I was in elementary school. And I just thought it was so awesome that not only, you know, our uncle made this, uh, did this, but it was something, you know, that, you know, educates and, and helps native kids, you know, relate and learn their culture. So I see that philosophy in that. Uh, do you remember that project? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> we um, got the stories and, and the story, the script, and they were, they were trying to give it a hook between the, 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 the elders and the, um, the uh, memories of the past. And uh, they came to me and asked me, can we, what, what do you think of the stories and how do we hook the, the, the past with the present? And I said, well, we have to think on what our relationship is, is to the past and, and how we can uh, hook into that. And, and I, I, I gave them an idea and they kind of ran with it and the books came out. And, um, our hero's voice came out first and then Dreams of Looking Up came out after that. And, uh, yeah, those were fun. Those were uh, those were fun. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today, we're hearing from Steve Primo, Anishinaabe artist, graphic designer, and Black Band of Ojibwe member, citizen, who is also our uncle. So, Uncle Steve, I just want to give you a shout out, too, because you've always been super supportive of my music, Cole's music, um, our work. And I, I remember over the years <laughs> um, showing up at gigs, uh, putting in a, a good word for us. And so first of all, Chimigwech for that. And yeah, you've definitely. encouraged us to share our gifts um, as you were, you know, just talking about sharing gifts is is essentially kind of like why, what, why we're here. <laughs> uh, mm. And creating art often feels very vulnerable and kind of risky. Um, do, you, do you ever have fears about your art or now or in the past that you worked through that others might benefit from your wisdom? <laughs> I don't know about wisdom, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're given a gift, but you got to realize, you know, what your gifts are, first of all. And um, a lot of people don't realize what, what they're supposed to be doing and which is you know which is uh sad at some point but then i fell into a uh, i don't know what you call it a deep uh, uh resentment basically of why i was put into the position that i was in and folks call it um, imposter syndrome uh, you're you're gonna wake up and, and say well wait a minute I, I, i'm not the artist i think i am and people are gonna walk away from me and you know, and, you know, but I was, I, I just kept working. I mean, that, you know, that I, I couldn't go away from working, uh, you know, it, but there was a duality there that, that I was um, trying to fight against, you know, uh, people like my work, people are actually paying me for my work. People are actually listening to me for doing my work, you know, but, but why, you know, and I don't have the degrees that, 
I was supposed to have and, you know, um, the, the schooling. I, I was just, uh, I, I was thinking I was, I was just a res guy from the lot, you know, and uh, with, a, with an idea and a pencil and, you know, something to do with it. So, uh, but, you know, it, uh, you know, I just kept, I just kept drawing, basically. That was uh, my uh, reason to do, to work. So, Thank you for that. I think that that sums it up so well. You know, it's it always seems like there's there can be this um, conflict between, you know, what what is something you're moved to do and something you're willing to sacrifice for at the same time. Like it it's not going to be easy, but it is worth it, I guess. Uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah well, I, I mean, when I used to tell the students, I, I, I taught, I taught at Hardy Year Survival School when it first opened up and uh, I taught for a little while at LCO Ojibwe School. And what I'd tell those students, um, and I said, well, I can't do this. I can't draw. I said, well, what, what are you going to do? I mean, whatever you're going to do, just keep, just keep doing it until somebody starts paying you to do it. You know, so <laughs> you know, it, it's easy as that. You just fall in line with what you're supposed to be doing, and it's, it's some people, it's easy, and some people never see that part. You know, and and that's that's sad. I mean, it, you know, just wish people would understand what they're there for and let it happen. You know, be who you're supposed to. Be, you know? Let it happen. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Uncle Steve, for taking time to talk with your nephew and niece <laughs> today on Native Lights. Happy to do it. I was really honored that you guys would ask me, and we're so proud of you guys. Yeah, Aww. thank you. We're proud of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, hi to the family. Yeah. Hi to Auntie and uh, your dog. I saw him back there. <laughs> yeah. Have a great rest of the day. Uncle, really appreciate you it. You guys too. Yeah, yeah. Thank you again. <laughs> Bye. You go up, man. You go up, man. Oh, he's so fun to talk to. Yeah, I <laughs> it's know. been so long feel- since we've seen him in person. Yeah, I definitely feel like we could talk to him for another. Three hours. He's got so much to say. It's so great. But yeah, um, I love so all that. You. you know, just just keep doing it, and and eventually people will notice. And I like that. I like that. Uh, yeah, that way of looking, finding yeah. your gifts. I think that sums it up perfectly. So yeah. as I said, I want I want to use I want to use his motto, you know, or what he was saying as our show motto. Definitely. Yeah. Just keep, right. Just keep that up there. It yeah. fits in perfectly. Um, and I, I love how our, our, I feel like our attitudes changed over the last, you know, half an hour uh, compared to the, <laughs> our conversation at the beginning. It just really is so wonderful to just uh, celebrate one another, um, mm-hmm. uplift one another, um, and show that we are here, right? Um, mm-hmm. And we will be here, continue to oh, yeah. be. Oh, yeah. So thank you to Steve Primo, Uncle Steve. Steve Primo is a Anishinaabe artist from the Blacks Band of Ojibwe. I'm Leah Lem. Chimigwech for listening. I'm Cole Primo. 
Giga Wobberman. Giga Wobberman. Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine, is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. If you want to hear more Native folks talking about their gifts and finding their purpose, search for Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine, wherever you find podcasts, and find all of Minnesota Native News' content at minnesotanativenews.org.